I feel weird talking to other people with you in the room. Just talk to me. But what about the listeners? Yes, yeah. We can't ignore them. But you don't know them. That's the thing is that I feel like I'm going to be talking to my friends. I am one of them, Jackson. I guess, but... <laughs> Alright, well, hi, Jonathan, my listener, and all the other <laughs> listeners. Alright, so this episode is going to be different because my boyfriend is in the room. He, He's not fully participating. He's not like a co-host, but he's he's going to be my audience because I tried to do this yesterday when he was at work and I got really, really distracted. And I think that was because I was sleep deprived and also I hadn't taken my Vyvanse, but I, I got like 15 minutes in and then I ended up with like 20 different tabs open about fetal alcohol syndrome. But okay, so this episode, I'm just going through my predictions from 2022 because at the beginning of 2022 it wasn't actually like right at the start of the year it was like mid-January or maybe even the very beginning of February so I had I had let the year soak a little bit I had gotten acclimated to it and Jonathan is putting together a Lego set by the way if you if you hear any mechanical things happening or him picking stuff up off the table which is going to make like a little bit of a boom sound sorry I had put this list together at the beginning of 2022, somewhere end-ish of January. So I had thought that I had like a good, good sense of the year. Like I knew where it was headed. And I, I felt very confident about this list at the time. I've since looked it over. I was really wrong about a lot of stuff, including one prediction I had that was just incredibly incredibly wrong and I'm a little embarrassed but we're gonna go through my predictions and then I've got predictions for 2023 and I feel really confident about my predictions for 2023 I have like way more it's a much longer list but I am a little bit um I'm nervous because I was so confident for this year yeah one of my predictions I wrote this Yesterday afternoon, I thought that Andrew Tate was going to get arrested in 2023, and that already happened this year. So I'm glad that he got arrested because he needed to, but I wish it had happened like two days later because then I would have been right, which ultimately is like my biggest priority is just being right all the time, which is why this is so embarrassing for me. Okay, but Jonathan, do you want to say hello? Okay, that's that's him. All right, so anyway, let's start. The first category I have is, this is the list of people that I thought were going to die. And I want to clarify first that I, I had a longer list the first time, and I think I actually might have had more people correct in the first draft of this, but I, I deleted some because I felt bad. So I, I, I whittled it down just to people who were already really, really old who I thought, like, if they die, it's it's still sad. Like, people are going to grieve and stuff. But it, we knew it was coming. And then I added, like, one, like, wild card in there. Just for, like, just because it felt random. But I took out people where I thought, like, because of their lifestyle choices, that they might be close to death. Because I just didn't want to put that energy into the world. And I, the person that I, I'm pretty sure actually was in the first draft of this list was Aaron Carter, and I took him off because I, I felt too bad, but I was right. But but 
ultimately, I'm sad that I was right. So it doesn't matter. But here are my list of people that I thought were going to die. Only one of which died. So Ozzy Osbourne, he's still alive. I put either Simon or Garfunkel. Uh, Tony Bennett, I even put a star next to his name because I really thought that one was going to happen. And here's the thing, actually, because so we're recording this on December 30th. And last year, at the beginning of 2021, I said, I tweeted that I thought that this was going to be the year that Betty White died. And I wound up being correct, but that only got announced on like December 30th or December 31st. So I'm holding out the possibility that Tony Bennett could die in the next 24 hours. I don't want that to happen. He seems like a nice man. And he means a lot to Lady Gaga, who means a lot to me. But let's be honest. And then my one wild card selection was Polly Shore. I just thought that, like, when was the last time you heard from Polly Shore, you know? What if the next time he was dead? And then Clint Eastwood, Mel Brooks, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was neither old nor a wildcard pick, but she's still alive for now. William Shatner. And then the one I got right was Queen Elizabeth, but I actually thought when I made the list that she was already dead. So she did survive longer than I thought she was going to, in that she was alive when I made the list. So I have put some of those people back onto this year's list. So Tony Bennett, I'm putting that one on again. Mel Brooks, Clint Eastwood, William Shatner. And then I've added Bob Barker and Henry Kissinger. So they're all over 90. So if anything happens, that's not my fault. And they lived a good life. Is there anyone you think is going to die? Um, no, I don't think so. Everyone's oh. going to live through. Okay. <laughs> I, want, I want to live long enough. You know that, um, that episode of Black Mirror, San Junipero? Where they had the like the thing in their brain, and then they all went even after they died they they lived in that like little virtual world and were lesbians together. That's what I want. I want to stay alive long enough for that technology to exist Become a virtual computer lesbian. yeah, and I want to live in the two thousands like they did because they could switch around to different decades, but the the people like to stay in the decade that was most comfortable to them. I'm gonna stay in the two thousands. All right, and then the next one, this, I'm, I'm not going to do this category again for this year because I was right about one of these people, but it also just doesn't matter anymore. So I said one or more of these people will get COVID. I said Dua Lipa, Lana Del Rey, Kanye West, and Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris did get COVID this year, but no one cared. So I'm, I'm just not doing the category again. Everyone gets COVID now and nobody, no one gives a shit anymore. Like, remember when Tom Hanks got COVID really early on in 2020 and everyone freaked out. There was a time earlier this year when like three of the different late night hosts had to go on postponement for their show because they all had COVID and no one cared. Joe Biden got COVID, no one flinched. No, and Queen Elizabeth got COVID and supposedly survived that and then just died later. But yeah, I, so I guess it doesn't matter if anyone gets COVID anymore. So I'm not going to repeat that one, but I did get one right. And really, the other three, who's to say that they didn't get COVID and just didn't tell anyone? And then one or more of these people will announce that they're pregnant. Yet again, I have like, I have rules for this one. I only selected people that I knew had voiced some sort of interest in having children in the past, because I don't want to 
I don't want to put that on someone that doesn't want it. So I did Taylor Swift, whom I thought I had a vision for her pregnancy. Not so much that I even thought she was going to get pregnant, but I was like, when she does, I think it's going to be a secret for a really, really long time. And then I think that she's going to she's going to put like Easter eggs in one of her albums like some of the lyrics, maybe a music video, maybe some photos on her Instagram, and then fans will have to put it all together that she's had a baby, and then eventually will like earn a photo of the baby. So I thought maybe that would happen this year, but it did not. And I don't think, I'm not going to put her on the list again, because she's got to go on tour. So I don't think this is going to be the time for her. But the other one, I did Lady Gaga, because she had done an interview I think around the Born This Way era, but I don't remember for sure. But it was a magazine interview. I remember having the magazine. And she said that she wanted kids eventually, but not at that time, because she wanted to keep riding this rainbow for a little longer. The rainbow being, I'm assuming, her, like, pop career. And at this point, let's be honest, she's not riding that rainbow anymore. So... I think this might be about the time. I thought she was going to do it in 2022 because me and Michael still had tickets to go see Chromatica. And I was like, she's going to fucking cancel the tour because she's goddamn pregnant. But she didn't do it. And then Lana Del Rey, Kourtney Kardashian, and I even put a star next to her name because they were trying very hard to have a baby for a while. And I don't believe that it's happened yet. But then the two that I did get right, and this is where I, I kind of feel bad and I almost thought about not doing the the pregnancy thing again, but then I, I I decided to do it because, again, these are all people who have voiced a a want to be pregnant, so I, I like to think that I'm putting, like, a good omen on them. I'm rooting for them. One was Britney Spears, who, obviously, she was pregnant earlier this year, but she suffered a miscarriage, and so I feel bad, like, having to talk about that, but also miscarriages are just so, so common, so I felt horrible for Britney that she had to go through that and had to go through it so publicly. And she even said in their announcement that they had lost the baby, she said, we probably shouldn't have announced it so early, but I was excited. But I, I think if she didn't, if she wasn't prepared to announce the miscarriage publicly, then yeah, I guess it would have been safer for her to not announce the pregnancy at all. But it also, it's just so common that I'm kind of Glad in a way that she did go through this publicly, not glad for her sake, but glad for the sake of other people who have gone through that themselves and felt kind of alone doing it. Because it's something that we just don't talk about a lot in our society. And we literally tell women not to talk about it when they when it happens to them. And then the last one was Rihanna. And I kind of cheated for that one because it was already rumored that Rihanna was pregnant at the time, but she hadn't confirmed it. And she'd even made a joke about people thinking she was pregnant just because her stomach wasn't like super flat. And I was like, well, that's a possibility. But also she did not deny that she was pregnant. So she could be pregnant. And she was. And I was right about that one. So the list I have for this coming year, I've got Lady Gaga on it again because she is not riding that rainbow anymore. And it just seems like something she would do. To me, I know I'm being, I'm so mean to her. The thing that just annoys me though is that she will tease things like the Chromatica, like she put that album out 
and then made it seem like this was going to be her whole big return to pop music, and then she never promoted the album. She waited two years to go on tour for it. Then when she did go on tour for it, she didn't even... She didn't perform all the songs from the album on the tour, which is fine. A lot of artists don't do that, but Gaga always has. Up until this point, the only song from Gaga's discography that she had never performed live, other than maybe some stuff from, you know, um, the soundtracks and whatnot, like A Star is Born. Other than that, in her like own pop solo discography, the only song she has never performed live was Paper Gangster. But now there are songs from Chromatica that she has yet to perform live. So that's sad for me. And then also, I I was complaining to you the other day, Jonathan, that the encore song for that tour was fucking Hold My Hand from the Top Gun soundtrack. That's not a pop song. And she didn't do any songs from Art Pop. I'm just, I'm, I love her and I want her to do what is right for her. And I want her to follow her own journey. But I want her to stop fucking teasing me and telling me that she's going to make, like, a return to pop music that she just doesn't fucking make. And they're already doing that. There have been these rumors, and I think DJ White Shadow was even tweeting stuff about how there's going to be something in terms of, like, an art pop act two this coming year. And I'm already pissed off about it because I feel like I'm going to get my hopes up, and it's not going to be what I want. It's going to be, like... She's just going to do a lyric video for a song or something. I'm, I'm fucking mad. Actually, I have predictions about that in the, in the next part, but I think Gaga's going to get pregnant. I think Lana Del Rey still might get pregnant. Kourtney Kardashian I'm putting on again, rooting for you. Demi Lovato I think could get pregnant this year. Or also, I, I put in here, it's not that they're going to get pregnant. I said one or more of these people will announce that they're expecting a child. So that could be through a surrogate or adoption, etc. And then I have Hailey Bieber, which is a big change because last year in the relationships category, I said that I thought Hailey and Justin were going to break up. But now I'm rooting for them. And now I think that Hailey is going to either get pregnant or they're going to have a surrogate or they're going to adopt. So rooting for you guys. And then Pete Davidson, I think, is going to get someone pregnant. Any predictions on who? I have predictions about who I think he's going to date, but that is in a, in a coming section. For the pregnancy, it could be anyone. Okay, so the next one, this is a music category. So this is where, this is where I made the most errors and, like, the most embarrassing errors. So first off, I said that Taylor Swift will have a surprise drop of a new album. I thought it was going to be, I didn't put this on here, but I thought it was going to be another continuation of Folkmore Evermore. I thought it was some like acoustic kind of folksy thing. She did not do that. She did release an album, but it wasn't a surprise drop. She announced it like a month in advance. It wasn't a singles-led campaign though. She didn't release any songs from the album before it released. So that's almost like a half, half credit. But I'm not, I'm not going to give it to myself because the next one, I was so wrong. I thought she was going to do three Taylor's version albums this year. Do you know how many she did, Jonathan? None. Correct. She did absolutely zero. Now, in... So many that first year. Well, that's the thing, is that, like, in my defense, she was very, like, back-to-back releasing stuff for a while. And I thought that that trend was going to keep up at least until the end of... The re-releases, I thought she was just going to keep going and going and going, and then once she got all the new albums, 
all the new um, Taylor's versions out that she would then take a break. She probably is still working a lot. She's just not putting it all out right now. But in 2020, she did Folk More. Then a few months later, she did Evermore. And then in 2021, she did the Fearless Taylor's version with a whole bunch of vault tracks. She also did the Red Taylor's version with the 10-minute All Too Well. Do you need to open another bag? Is that why you're not? No. Oh, okay. Do you need to... I was going to move it over. Okay, you can move it over. It's just... That's fine, yeah. It's not making that much noise. Um, But she did the music video for that. So I thought, and I still think, that some of the other re-releases, she's not going to do like a full kind of era for it. Because who really cares? The most interesting thing to me is that she didn't do it in chronological order. She did Fearless first, and then went to Red. But she has not yet done her self-titled album, which was her debut. And I think that that's, like, the least anticipated album, so I have to imagine that she's going to drop that one in a more low-key way, where she's not going to do, like, a whole bunch of vault tracks. Or if she does vault tracks, they're going to be... There's going to be little fanfare. She's not going to do, like, whole new music videos and stuff for that. But I thought she was going to release a couple, like, all in a bundle instead of separating them out. And I thought we were going to get probably... Maybe Speak Now, Reputation, and 1989, but we got none of that. And so I had other predictions for the re-releases that I'm just not even going to fucking talk about because I was so wrong. And I'm also just putting them onto the new, the new predictions. But this next one, I was right about it in text. Like, what I wrote did come true. What I thought was going to precipitate it didn't happen, so I put Lady Gaga will do a touching tribute to Tony Bennett, likely at the Grammys, depending on timing, because at the time, the Grammys were already being postponed for COVID. So I was like, if Tony Bennett dies before the Grammys, then Gaga will do a tribute to him at the Grammys, because I think she might have already been confirmed as a performer, but I'm I'm not sure if that was already happening. But she did do a tribute to Tony Bennett at the Grammys, he was just still alive at the time, but that counts. That was like, th- this is the thing where I, this is why I thought that Tony Bennett was going to die this year, was because Gaga was almost doing like a little bit of a Tony Bennett is about to die mini tour. Like she was doing a whole lot of concerts where she was singing their songs. She was talking about him a lot. They had done their last concert together, but you know, uh, he's still going and good for him. And then I said, Britney Spears EP, or a release of unreleased songs. That did not happen. Though, in a way, there was that Apple Music um, Dolby Atmos release of Blackout. And so I wouldn't consider that a release of an unreleased song, but there was new Britney content. She did not talk about it whatsoever. It literally just appeared on Apple Music. She never acknowledged it. And there was no promotion or anything for it, but I still did appreciate it. But so that one, I'm not counting. I didn't get that right. I said Britney Spears and Lady Gaga collab. That was really wrong. I said, I'm counting this one, though I thought that it was going to be something different. I said Rihanna will not release an album that I was correct about, but will be featured on someone else's single. Now, I thought that she was just going to be like a feature on someone else's, like another artist's single. But I'm still going to count this because she did release one song, and it was for the 
um, Black Panther soundtrack. So I'm counting that as someone else's single. That's a single for a soundtrack. Okay. I don't know about that. Jonathan, it's all I have because I none of these other ones. The the rest of this section, I'm not. I did not get right at all. So I said Beyonce surprise drop. Also, no, there was no surprise drop, and she actually, unlike Taylor, did kind of have a singles campaign. She didn't do a full campaign, and she still hasn't released one fucking music video for that album. But she did put out um, "Break My Soul" prior to the album releasing, so not a surprise drop. And then I said Demi Lovato album released to mixed reviews, exasperated by backlash from Swifties. That didn't happen. The album actually got pretty good reviews. Um, I thought the reason, I don't even know if the lead singles were out at the time that I made this prediction, but I did think for a while, maybe even after I made the prediction that, yeah, this is going to be not a great album because I didn't think the lead singles were very good, but the rest of the album is better. And then I thought exasperated by backlash from Swifties because whenever, whenever Demi gets like any sort of bad press, the Swifties love it because Demi and Taylor are still in like, they're kind of, there's a cold war between Taylor and Demi. So it's not like, with Taylor and Katie, when they were feuding for a long time. Do you remember that, Jonathan? I do not. Okay, that's fine. But they were feuding for a long time, and they were making songs about each other and, like, kind of tweeting shady things. And Demi has tweeted shady things about Taylor in the past, but for the most part, they're not in, like, an active battle with one another. It's mostly Demi, to be honest. And it seems like... Do you know, do you know why? Do you know what the origin of the feud is it seems like it's about selena gomez because selena and taylor had become really good friends yes and demi and selena used to be really good friends so there's some sort of behind the scenes stuff. oh do you know about um demi lovato's secret <laughs> instagram she had like a finsta and it got discovered and she had like shit talk people i think she had maybe even shit talk selena let me find it <laughs> it was one of my favorite things to happen. Yeah, so she had a private Finsta that people, I don't know who it was, but someone went and like took screenshots of it and then leaked it, which is fucked up. And then people, it's rude. And also people were being like, they had found this, Um, there was an Instagram story where Demi had said something about women supporting women. And then people were like, well, you're trashing Selena on your Finsta. And it's like, yeah, but that's a private thing. You can be mad at someone privately and talk shit about them with your own friends. And that doesn't mean that you're not supporting women. Like, sometimes you just, sometimes you have feelings. Yeah. It's okay to have feelings and feelings that are negative. But her, her shit with Taylor actually does kind of bother me. Do you, okay, so you don't know anything about this feud. Um, there was one time where Taylor, she had donated some money very quietly. She didn't say anything about it but she donated money to kesha's legal fund you know about kesha yeah. kesha versus dr luke she donated a significant amount of money to kesha and then demi tweeted something about like oh, let me find the tweet that demi posted so taylor donated two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a sizable amount and demi tweeted 
Frustrating to see women come forward with their past only to be shot down, not believed, and disrespected for their bravery in taking action happens way too often. I'm ready for women to be taken just as seriously as men. Someone tell me why anyone would feel brave enough to come forward if they are most likely to be ignored or called a liar. So all that. Agree. Hard agree. Thank you, Demi. But then... She said, I'm also ready for self-proclaimed feminists to start speaking out or taking action for women's rights. Women Empowerment is tweeting at 2.30 a.m. Knowing, knowing the consequences of these tweets and not giving a single fuck. Okay, good for you, dummy. Women Empowerment is leading other women to make actual changes in our society. Women Empowerment is taking action now, not when it's convenient. Women Empowerment is using your voice to help the voiceless women to help the voiceless women be heard. Women Empowerment is speaking up for other women, even when it's something uncomfortable to speak about. And then she said, take something to Capitol Hill or actually speak about it, and then I'll be impressed. So people were inferring that that was shade at Taylor for not actually saying anything, but making a donation. And then later she clarified... I'm just tired of seeing women use women empowerment and feminism to further brands without being the ones that have the uncomfortable conversations, which, okay, sure. But then, okay, so this is where she went even further with this. So this was on Instagram because someone had commented something on her Instagram and she responded saying, how the fuck am I making this about myself? At least I'm talking about it. Not everyone has $250,000 to just give to people, which, yeah, sure. But I don't think Taylor was ever saying that this is what everyone should be doing. She happens to have that amount of money and did give it to someone. And wasn't trying to make a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And also, okay, yeah, she didn't say anything, but she did know that it was going to get out. And so maybe that was her using like her good publicity. But even her making that donation, that's a statement. That's her saying, like, I support Kesha. She doesn't have to make a whole bunch of tweets about it in order for her to be publicly supporting Kesha. And I agree that for a long time, I did think that Taylor was quieter about certain issues in the industry. And she was quieter than I thought that she should be, especially as someone who called herself a feminist. But I do understand because she talked about it in that documentary that we watched. Do you remember, Jonathan? Yes. Yes. Where she was talking about, she was going back and forth with her team about wanting to support that politician. To take out Mitch McConnell? Yes. No, it wasn't Mitch McConnell. It was someone else. It was, um, I think she, she might've said something about Mitch McConnell separately, but it was a, it was a woman who was like a Republican woman who was like super pro-life and stuff. But she was, do you remember the argument that she was having with her team about it and they didn't want her to do it? And she even talked specifically about growing up in, um, the country music scene and being so scared because of what happened to the Dixie Chicks when they came out against president bush and how people reacted to that and that is very true that in country music you are really you are encouraged to only voice like traditional american values that are borderline conservative and other than that just don't talk about politics at all so i get like i wish that she had come out and said something sooner but i also understand why she would have been afraid to do that for a long time i understand demi's point about being disappointed with Taylor for not not saying something super publicly prior. But also, you can't get mad at her for giving a donation. Like, that was a public statement. That was also something that showed support for Kesha while giving Kesha, like, 
some practical support. She gave her more money for her legal fund. That is something that is, like, very directly helpful. As far as the support that Taylor was giving an individual woman in that scenario, which was Kesha, I'm sure that Kesha felt very supported by Taylor taking that that stance and by actually helping her with her legal funds. So it just seems to me like Demi is getting offended on behalf of theoretically all women, but also on behalf of Kesha, who was the woman in this scenario. And that that I don't love. Kesha can talk about how she wants people to support her herself. So yeah, she said, not everyone has 200k to just give to people, would love to, but I didn't grow up with money and Def hadn't made as much as her. Again, so not the point, Demi. And then at least I speak up about shit that's uncomfortable to talk about rather than trying to be politically correct 24-7. Yeah, that's true. But also, sometimes you speak up about stuff that you don't do a great job. So at least when Taylor talks about stuff, she has the PR smarts to really think through what she's going to say and not, um, you know, put a small yogurt shop on blast for <laughs> something that was, um, even in that scenario, I, I do kind of get why Demi was upset about certain things because as much as people were making fun of her for that, she did have a good point about food packaging saying like guilt free and stuff on it, which I do think is fucked up. But you should not target... Yeah, that's the industry as a whole. Yes, exactly. That is not... Yeah, and it's a small yogurt shop. Like, go after the big corporations that actually make that food and package it instead of the yogurt shop that carries it. So that was fucked. So, you know, as much as I agree with Demi that people should feel more empowered when they have a public platform and a big platform to talk about uncomfortable things... Demi could definitely do with thinking about how she talks about that stuff publicly anyway. And that is something that Taylor is quite a lot better at. Taylor Taylor thinks her shit through. So, whatever. I don't even know how we got onto this. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I thought Demi Lovato, was her album was going to kind of flop. And then there was going to be backlash from Taylor Swift. Oh, also, the other reason that there's, like, a feud between them. And Demi hasn't, like, talked about this super publicly and neither is Taylor but it's inferred by the public because you know that Taylor has shit with Scooter Braun Scooter is the one that um bought all of her music yes so Taylor has shit with him and he bullied her for like a long time privately and that is Demi Lovato's manager and they're they seem to be like close like they're still taking photos and stuff together. So any association with Scooter is going to get the Swifties mad. Yeah. But you know who else is still working with Scooter? Ariana Grande. And I, I like Ariana, so I'm not going to... I don't want to do a guilt by association thing, but it's not even a problem with Scooter. It's just a problem with very powerful men in the industry who have no recourse for their actions ever anyway and then i said there will be an underwhelming televised performance from olivia rodrigo which stan twitter will be mean about so i thought 
there was a performance at like the VMAs or something where it was a little underwhelming and I did see some tweets like on the night of when people were live tweeting it, but I thought that there were going to be like memes and stuff made about something and that it was going to carry on for a few days. And that didn't happen, but there was a separate performance that Olivia did with Billy Joel and that got a little bit more shit thrown onto it, but that wasn't televised. So I'm not counting it. But the only reason I even predicted that in the first place was just because Olivia is so young and she had released her album before she had really done a lot of live performing. So I was like, she's very new to it. She's probably going to make mistakes and it's probably not going to be perfect. And Stan Twitter is mean all the time. So that's why I thought that was going to happen. I didn't, it wasn't that I don't have faith in Olivia Rodrigo's talent as a performer. It was just that I was, I was factoring in her, her newness to the industry. And then the last one that I was very wrong about I said Paramore and or My Chemical Romance will drop from the When We Were Young Festival. I, I was wrong. I kind of thought that the When We Were Young Festival wasn't going to happen at all, but it did. It had that one day that was canceled for weather. But other than that, it seemed like it went on fine and everyone had a good time. They're not making documentaries about how bad it went. So. They are not. And actually, they've already, even before the first show, they had already announced their the second year and the the lineup for that, which I thought was, and that's why I was suspicious because do you remember when it first came out and it was all like on one day and then they had to add the extra days and people were like, how the fuck yeah, are they going to have all these performers? Like, yeah. Get this many performers in. Yeah. Four hour period. So it does seem like the, when we were young, when we were young festival, the people behind that are a little bit quick to making decisions. And so I do think there could still be some sort of controversy with them in the future, but it wasn't like a fire festival kind of thing. But did you see the lineup for the new When We Were Young festival? Yeah, I didn't know they announced the new one. They did. Um, it's like all dudes. <laughs> and I understand. I saw some people, devils, advocating for that and saying like, well, because they're all, it's a very like nostalgic tour that, focuses on a music style that was popular in the early 2000s when... Only men can feel the song. Well, <laughs> they were saying, like, because the the music industry was so much more male-dominated at that time, which it wasn't that much more. There were definitely plenty of, of acts with women in them, even if they were, like, bands, like Paramore. But I... So I get that, yeah, okay, maybe the, the pickings for who you put on that lineup are a little slim when it comes to being really inclusive from a gender or race um, perspective, too. Because, I mean, even this festival, mostly white people. But also, you had more women involved in the first year's lineup. So I think if you're really prioritizing it, there definitely could have been more women in the second year. I understand that there's scheduling stuff and maybe certain people couldn't do the second year. But... Looking at the the lineup and the poster, it is so aggressively male that it's like there was no effort put here. And that's a shame because, because you know what? I, young girls are like the backbone of the music industry in terms of their musical interests becoming like the popular thing. And that's been true for like ever. Like metal music, 
women super into? Fucking Elvis. What was the first group of people who were like standing Elvis? It was it was young girls, horny young girls. Same thing with the Beatles. So like that demographic needs to be taken into consideration a lot more with these fucking music festivals. And especially when music festivals and anything where you have like large groups of people getting drunk and doing drugs, those environments can be less safe for women than for men. And um, did you finish that, um, the Woodstock 99 series with me on Netflix? Do you remember the amount of fucking sexual assaults that happened there? Uh, there were a lot. There, there were a lot, a lot, a lot. And that is, are you done? Is that it? Oh, wow. Good job. What are all these? Are these all extra parts? Oh, do they send them in every box? Yeah. Okay. Why just those pieces and not? Uh, they're smaller pieces that might get lost or something. Oh, okay. So that's. Okay. See, look, I'm taking an interest in your things too. Um, do you want to tell the people what you what you built? Uh, it's the Mandalorian's new ship. Yeah. Season two. He got season it. Three. He got it for Christmas. Yeah. He also got a Taj Mahal that he has already put together too. And there's a little a little Mandalorian guy, and a little who's that? I don't know her name. Oh. It's the mechanic lady. You don't care about. Women? I just don't do it for you. Okay. What's that? Uh, droid. Just a random droid? Not like a specific one? Droid, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. And here's little Grogu. I know him. What's this? A brick separator. <laughs> oh. Oh, so if you need to take it apart? Yeah. I thought it was like a like a ramp for the for them getting on this ship. Okay. Well good job. You don't have anything to do now, you're just gonna listen to me. Sorry. Um maybe I'll talk. Oh, well, you don't have to. It's my show, so you can shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So those environments are already, like, so dangerous for women, and I think that making the lineup very, very male will mean that even more of the audience is going to be male, and there are going to be women there still, and I worry about the uh, the hostility of that environment. For young girls. Now my music predictions. This is longer. For 2023. So I said Taylor Swift's self-titled album and Speak Now. They're going to be re-released back to back or at the same time. I think that people don't really care about the self-titled album. And they care about Speak Now. But really only like a few tracks on that album. Especially the one about... um. John Mayer, Dear John. I think people are looking forward to that song. But so then, 1989 and Reputation, I think, are going to be released kind of back to back. Because at this point, and this is why I'm putting that she's going to do the re-releases this year. Because she's got the Eras tour coming out in March. And it's like, you're going to continue re-releasing after the tour? I feel like she would have to do it, she would have to do a hefty amount prior to the tour starting, so probably in the next few months, or, like, as the tour goes on, she'll keep re-releasing. Maybe she'll release an album bef- right before or during the tour. That's what I I feel like might happen. Yeah, keep... Yeah, kind of 
keep it in promo. And that's another prediction I have here too. I said Taylor will add another leg to the Eras tour because for one thing with the whole Ticketmaster shit and the amount of people who didn't get tickets who really, really wanted them, including me, um, I think that she's going to add at least like one small leg to the US tour to like hit maybe a couple more big cities spread out across the US to hopefully give people another chance. And then she also, she hasn't announced the international leg yet. So she'll have to do that too. But I think I she's... I don't know what her schedule looks like, and, but you got to do something, either adding another leg or adding extra nights. Yeah, I think if she doesn't do that, then she's almost certainly going to film it and then put it on like HBO or Netflix or something. So at least if you don't get to go to the tour, you can see it. But um, I, I hope she adds more more dates just because of the the fiasco with Ticketmaster. But I think... You need to get your tickets. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> specifically me. Um, but I think that as she goes, once she adds another leg, I think there are going to be changes to the set list. So, because this is where I'm not worried, because I'm sure it'll be a good tour and she knows what she's doing. But it's like, if it's the Eras tour and it's supposed to go through your entire catalog and you haven't toured the last four albums, she didn't tour Lover, Folklore, Evermore, or Midnight's. She's got to do all the songs from all the albums that she's already toured. Not all the songs, but she's got to do a selection from all those different eras. Then she's got to do the four that she hasn't toured yet. So I would think that she's going to put more of, more of an emphasis on those because she hasn't toured them. And then you're gonna you're gonna add you're gonna have all that in one one set list. It seems like a lot. It seems like there's gonna be like medleys and stuff. And I'm not a fan of a medley myself. I'd rather like a full song. So I wonder if she's going to maybe maybe split it up into different legs, where like some legs are more dominant by like the first the first couple albums, and then the second leg will have more of the the later albums, I don't know. So yeah, I think that she's gonna have to re to do the re-releases pretty close together in the coming year, and then maybe maybe she doesn't do all four of them this year, but probably at least two for the tour. And then I think that there are gonna be a lot of Reputation Vault tracks, and I think there are gonna be a lot of features on those. I think that's gonna be the release where. She does a lot more collaborations. I think that in 1989, as much as I hate Bad Blood, I think that Katy Perry will be a feature on that track, on a remix. Do you know why, Jonathan? Because she needed Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Oh. Katy Perry did not date Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's also not what Bad Blood is about. Yes, Katy and Taylor both dated John Mayer. Okay. Um, I, but no, Bad Blood is about Katy Perry. That was when they were feuding. That was the song that Kate, that Taylor wrote about Katie. So I think on a remix, they're gonna, because they're friends now. Well, they're, you know, like, industry, they're fine. They're good. They've been, they've been in a music video together since. So I think that Katie might be a feature on a Bad Blood remix. And this one, I don't think is actually gonna happen, but I just, I want it to so bad. But I also think it would be such a bad idea. I think that, well, I don't think, I want Kim Kardashian to appear in a Reputation music video because that album was so influenced by 
Kim and Kanye and the whole Taylor Swift is over party thing, which Kim is low-key responsible for. Though she's responsible for it in the way that she was doing what she knew Kanye wanted her to do. So, and this is why I think that Kim and Taylor could make up privately, maybe. But I think that Kim, in how she tries to approach her co-parenting relationship with Kanye and in how volatile his temperament is... I don't think that she would ever want to publicly align herself with Taylor, especially for that album. So I don't, I think that Kim wouldn't do it, but I, I want her to. I also said the era's tour dates will feature at least like one special guest per city. And one of those special guests will be Katy Perry. Moving on from Taylor, I think Lana Del Rey's new album is going to receive critical acclaim. And it's going to be considered better than her last two albums, but it's still not going to be thought of as as good as Norman fucking Rockwell. I think people are still going to consider that her like magnum opus, but the album will do fine. Miley Cyrus's album will receive critical acclaim. I don't think it's going to have any huge hit singles, but it will have one snippet, at least one snippet of a song go viral on TikTok. And then I think Rebecca Black will perform at the VMAs. Beyonce will finally win Album of the Year at the Grammys. Because at this point, I just feel like they can't get away with not giving that to her again. Though they might. They have a lot of, uh, a lot of nerve. But with the, with the weekend snub from last year or the year before, I don't remember which one, but with his snub and with the the overall complaints about the Grammys and how out of touch they are and how racist they are, I think that it would be such a huge mistake if they let Beyonce not win that album of the year category. I think that it would just piss a lot of people off. And not that that stopped them before, but it was really... Renaissance was like the only album that really everyone liked in 2022. There were other albums that were good, and there were other albums that, like, had some good songs on them and stuff, but as far as, like, the greater cultural consensus, this wasn't, like, a big album year, except for Beyonce's album, which she didn't promote. Um, I said Britney Spears is going to release new songs, but not a full album. I think that she's going to do, like, a couple different tracks, and they're going to be in collaboration either with big-name producers or big-name recording artists. And I think that that might be the trend for a while because I don't know that she feels super confident to put out just, like, her own independent thing. Maybe she does. There are rumors right now about her putting out an album alongside her um, her book, but there have been rumors about her recording new music for, like, ever. So I'm I'm not putting too much stock into that, but I think that she does... She is a creative person, and she does enjoy doing music, and I think with the conservatorship, she was prevented from doing a lot of work with other people for a long time. All the collabs had to go through her team and stuff, and even on like a personal level, she was so socially isolated that I think her re-entry into music, if she does have one, will be with people that she just likes and wants to work with and be around. So I would like to see her on like a hyper pop song, but I know that that's not going to happen. I mean, I don't know that that's not, I don't think it's going to happen, 
but that would be my own ideal. But I think she'll probably do other songs like she did with um with Elton. But not Elton, but with someone else. Um, Justin Bieber, I think, is going to have a big pop music comeback. And I think people are going to like it this time. It's not going to be like last time with Yummy. I think he'll have he'll have an album that gets better reviews. I think Dua Lipa is going to get into the hyper pop sound because she said that she's going to really change it up from the last album. And I don't see her going out of pop music, but I could see her getting more experimental, like a like a Charlie XCX kind of thing. Or I don't think she'll go super hard into hyper pop. I don't think she's going to release like a, a hundred Gex album, but I think she'll get closer to that. Katy Perry will release a pop punk or pop rock album that's nostalgic for the early 2000s. This isn't so much of a prediction as a request, because I think it's the only thing that can save Katie's career at this point. Lady Gaga will tease Art Pop Act 2, but will only fulfill half of the expectations she sets. So either she's going to hint at new music or some kind of big release that turns out to just be a remix album or a makeup palette. Or she's going to release a new collection of music, either an album or an EP, but she's going to do absolutely nothing to promote it before moving on to a new acting role. (laughs) That is what I I believe she will do to me. I think Elton John and Rihanna will have a collab. I think that a guest at Rihanna's halftime show will cause controversy. She'll bring someone out that we didn't want her to bring out. Possibly Kanye, though I don't think the NFL would go for it at this point. Okay, so Renaissance, Beyonce's album that came out this year. She has stated that 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 album was act one of a three-part thing, which people have assumed to mean that there are two more albums coming. I don't necessarily believe that. I I hope that that's true because I would like more albums, but I'm wondering if Renaissance is act one in that it's the album. And then there's going to be an act two and an act three that's like act two is a movie or something and act three is like the tour. I I feel like she could be separating it into that, especially because we've gotten no visuals from it whatsoever yet. I mean, we've gotten some visuals, but not like a full, full video kind of thing. So what I think is act two will come out this year. And I think that it's going to be a documentary or some other kind of film looking at the history of disco and club music especially related to queer people of color, because that was such an influence for the album that I think she's going to continue going in that direction. If it's another album, then I think that Act 2 will be a totally different genre, but it will be another genre that has some sort of equivalent history to it. And then Bo Burnham will direct a Phoebe Bridgers music video, maybe multiple And Harry Styles will announce a new tour. Okay, so last year I had I had a movies and TV section that was like together. Um, This time I've separated them, but last year I I predicted a full return of the rom com that didn't happen. And then the other one I said comic book nerds will get mad that Robert Pattinson is too sexy in the Batman. I think that there was a little bit of a backlash to, like, the broodingness of his portrayal in the new movie, but I don't think that it got... It didn't take off quite as much as I thought it would. This one, I I felt very confident about this one, 
and I was incredibly wrong. I thought Black Panther Wakanda Forever would be the top grossing film of the year. It wasn't. It was number two, but the gap between Black Panther and Top Gun is ginormous. Top Gun is, like, record-breaking as far as its its performance at the box office, which I think has to do with it being one of the first big movies of that kind to come out into theaters since the pandemic. And also, I guess there is just... I, I, I think I underestimated how much older men care about that franchise. Or the first movie, I guess. Because there's only two of them, but... I, I didn't know. I knew it was a, a popular movie. I didn't know it was the kind of movie that people like my father were going to go see in the theater like three times in a row. I don't think my dad saw it three times in a row, but I know people who did see it like multiple times in the theater. And then I said Avatar 2 will become the subject of many memes. That that did happen. The Kardashians Hulu show I thought would flop. And as far as I'm aware, the Kardashians on Hulu actually did do pretty well. And I see more people talking about it than I ever saw talking about keeping up with the Kardashians, at least in like the last few years of that show. Lord of the Rings, I said the Rings of Power will be underwhelming. That one I definitely got right. So that was, those are my movies and TV predictions from last year. Mine for this year, I have separated into separate categories and they're both longer. Because there are a lot of movies, like big blockbuster kind movies coming out this coming year, which I didn't realize how many, how many things were already in the works. So Megan, you know that movie with like Megan, but it's like a three instead of the E? No. Okay. Well, it's a movie that's coming out. It's a horror movie. And I think that it will be the subject of many gay Twitter memes. It already kind of is. But I think once it comes out, it'll be it'll be like the new Ma or something or the Orphan movie. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I think that's going to flop hard and it's going to lead to think pieces about the potential end of Marvel's box office dominance. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and the Marvels will also flop, but not quite as hard as Ant-Man. Cocaine Bear will gain a cult following. Did you know that movie is directed by Elizabeth Banks? I've never even heard of that movie. Oh, it's a movie about a bear that does a bunch of cocaine. I would have assumed so. Yes, there's Cocaine Bear. Um, Creed 3, I think, is going to be a surprise box office smash. I think it's going to do better than people expect it to. Um, I also have another prediction here that my dad will make me go see it with him. Then John Wick Chapter 4 is going to receive critical acclaim. The Super Mario Bros. movie will be critically panned, and Chris Pratt will say something dumb during the promo tour. Uh, and then these are the movies, so I've got six here. I think these six movies are going to get into the year-end top ten box office list. And I'm counting them individually, so like, if we come back to this at the end of the year, it doesn't matter if I haven't gotten all six right. As long as I've gotten a couple of these right, that's one point each. But I've given, I've given 2023 a grace uh, section of four movies that I have not yet predicted, but Fast X, which is the new Fast and the Furious, Dune Part 2, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, The Expendables 4, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Either Indiana Jones or Mission Impossible will be the number one film of the year, 
if Mission Impossible is the number one film, then I think there are going to be think pieces about the power of Tom Cruise as a box office draw. And there will be titles like, Is Tom Cruise the Last Remaining Movie Star? I think people are going to pretend that The Little Mermaid is better than it is just to combat, like, the racism. Because it's it's gotten to that point now where it feels like to shit-talk The Little Mermaid movie feels like it would be racist because of all the racist people that are already shit-talking it. But also it's like, do we need a live-action movie of The Little Mermaid? You can't even... I'm I'm getting really sick of these live-action movies that are just all CGI anyway because it's like The Lion King and shit. Obviously you're not filming real fucking lions. And the same with The Little Mermaid. You're not filming real mermaids. But The Lion King would be way more impressive if it's just real I agree, and I actually, I want to do, I think they should make an Emperor's New Groove with real llamas. And then Barbie will be mostly critically acclaimed, but will prompt some sort of debate, either centering around art and commerce, like people may be complaining about, like, yeah, it's good, but also it was made by Mattel, and capitalism is bad, and people will try to, like, bring down the vibes in that way. By reminding us that, like, oh, it's here to sell toys. Who cares? Or it'll center around feminism and traditional gender roles and beauty standards. And then the Hunger Games prequel will flop. The Wonka movie will flop commercially, but be critically acclaimed. The color purple will cause some sort of controversy, either from right-wing reactionaries or... There's going to be something from the original movie or the Broadway play that will be deemed problematic. Or not something from those, but something's going to be changed. They're going to make some sort of change that other people look at and think is problematic. But I don't know anything about the the Broadway version. I've only, I've read the book and I saw the first movie with Whoopi Goldberg. And then Napoleon is going to get somewhere between a 60 and a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think the performances will be highly praised, but the direction, writing, and or pacing will be criticized. Asteroid City will get somewhere between an 80 and a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then James Corden will be cast in a big movie and people will be annoyed about it. And then for TV shows in 2023, I think The Last of Us is going to gain a cult following, but toward the second half of the season. I think it's not going to be an immediate hit when it first comes out, but from word of mouth, it's going to gain some sort of following. That 90s show, I think, is going to be met with a tepid response from critics, but will be renewed for a second season. I can't predict the commercial success because, again, Netflix doesn't tell us any of their any of their streaming numbers. Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies is going to gain a small cult following, but it's not going to be renewed for a second season. Gerard Carmichael will say something controversial while hosting the Golden Globes, but it will mostly piss off right-wingers. Jimmy Kimmel will say something that annoys progressives at the Oscars, but everyone will forget about it after a week. There will be think pieces about The Simpsons' legacy and the show's waning quality around the 750th episode that will come out this year. The Severance Season 2 trailer will be released, but the actual season will not premiere until 2024. Pamela Anderson is going to say something absolutely wild in her new documentary with Netflix. I have some ideas of what it might be. 
So she might say something really conservative or anti-sex work. She might say something indicating a belief in a conspiracy theory. She might say something indicating a strict holistic lifestyle that she has embarked upon. She might say something that displays internalized misogyny. Or, to the other point, she might say something that's like really rad femme and possibly transphobic. And then you season four, I think, is going to feature some sort of pointed commentary on current events. I think it could maybe go in the direction of having like an Andrew Tate kind of character. I also have two predictions for stage here. So I think Millie Bobby Brown will get cast on Broadway or in a movie musical, so it might not be on stage, but I think she's going to do some sort of musical. Lady Gaga will be cast, cast in, and or write the music for a stage show, because I think she's going to try to get that Tony for her EGOT. Going back to 2022, I had some celebrity relationship predictions, all of which were wrong. So I said Justin and Hailey Bieber will break up. They did not. I said Donald Trump and Melania Trump will divorce and or there will be another cheating scandal and or Melania is never seen or heard from again. Now, I don't remember seeing anything about Melania this year, but as far as I'm aware, I was picturing like a Shelly Miscevich kind of disappearance and that hasn't happened. And then I said JLo and Ben Affleck will break up. They did not. They got married and I think had multiple wedding ceremonies, so... They were just really rubbing that in. I said Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet will spark relationship rumors around the release of their Christmas movie. That did not happen. In fact, I believe that Lindsay is engaged to or got married to a different man. I said Pete Davidson will date Dua Lipa. That did not happen. And I said Timothy Chalamet will be seen holding hands with Anna Marie Tendler. None of that happened. Here are my predictions for this coming year, though. I said Harry Styles will either come out as queer or reveal something that indicates he has had sexual and or romantic relationships with men. I said there will be rumors about Beyonce and Jay-Z being in an open relationship and maybe Beyonce being bi. Kendall Jenner and Shawn Mendes will spark dating rumors. But there will also be rumors that Kendall Jenner has a girlfriend. And maybe those two things will be related. I don't know. I said, I have a lot of predictions, actually, about people getting girlfriends. So Angelina Jolie will get a girlfriend. Julia Fox will get a girlfriend. Drew Barrymore will get a girlfriend. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly will break up. And then Megan Fox will get a girlfriend. You just want everybody to get a girlfriend? I want everyone to have a girlfriend, uh, including me. Just kidding. Um, And here are my predictions for people that Pete Davidson might be spotted on a date with. So Dua Lipa again, Julia Fox, Alexa Demi, Miley Cyrus, Anna Marie Tendler, Doja Cat, Selena Gomez, Sydney Sweeney, Olivia Rodrigo, and Gigi Hadid. I think Demi Lovato is going to reveal more information about her relationship with Wilmer Valderrama. That might even happen sometime around uh, when that 90s show premieres. Uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland will get engaged, or they will get hitched in a small private ceremony, and we won't find out about it until after. 
Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell will separate amicably. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I knew that one would make you sad. But I said they're going to do it amicably. It's better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's going to be another Prince William cheating scandal. But this time, I think the royal family is not going to be able to quash it. I think uh, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani will break up. John Mulaney and Olivia Munn will break up. And then Kim Kardashian will start dating a politician or a high-powered attorney. And Khloe Kardashian, she's not going to go back to Tristan Thompson this time, but she's going to reconnect with Lamar Odom. Last year, I thought, I thought this group of people, I had a list of people who I thought would become a part of a, a huge controversy or be canceled temporarily. So Jared Leto, I would say no. I think people definitely don't like him, but there wasn't... I was picturing, like, a big expose about him. Johnny Depp I put on here, and I'm going to count that, because even though during the trial there was a lot of support for him, I don't think that by the end of this year that his his public standing is in quite as good a condition as it was at the beginning of the year. Jeremy Renner, I thought there was going to be a renewed scandal about him. There was not. Neil deGrasse Tyson has also escaped the expose that I think needs to be made about him, or actually was already made about him, and then people totally forgot about it. Um, James Corden. I'm going to count that, because I wouldn't say he was in, like, a huge, huge scandal, but there was that restaurant thing. And then Jerry Seinfeld, I also thought, would get canceled this year. He did not. John Mayer. But I, I thought that, I thought Taylor was going to really speak now this year, so... It hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise. Those did not happen. Now, for this coming year, I put Jerry Seinfeld back on the list, along with Matt Damon, Drake, Neil deGrasse Tyson, again, Brad Pitt, Michael Che, Seth MacFarlane, Henry Cavill, Ryan Murphy. Henry Cavill. There are rumors that he has been red-pilled. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know that that's true yet, but he actually did say something kind of weird about the Me Too movement that I didn't know about until recently. He said that, like, um, the Me Too movement makes him not want to approach women anymore because he's afraid that he's going to be called a rapist. So that's a red flag. Oh, yeah. And then Ryan Murphy, because I think that there's, like, some new documentary or something that's coming out about Glee. And I think people are going to start looking at Ryan Murphy's complicity in his toxic TV sets. And then Billie Eilish is the only person, she's the only girl that I put on here. And I don't think she's going to do anything, like, super bad, but I think she'll say something kind of dumb. And then I also, I predicted some specific scandals that I think might come out, so... I think someone with connections to tabloids or paparazzi agencies will release a bombshell article with claims about celebrity staging photos. I think there will be private information about different celebrities' plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures that will leak. I think there's going to be, this one I feel pretty confident about, there's going to be more bizarre stuff about Ezra Miller that comes out prior to The Flash opening. Um... I think an expose of some kind, whether it's a documentary, an article, or or maybe just new allegations coming out, something is going to come out that will 
put the nail in the coffin for Johnny Depp's career. Some sort of documentary, book, or long-form article will expose some of the dirty secrets of Saturday Night Live. And then, going back to last year, I had, I had a topics of discourse section that's kind of like what that, the scandal section that I had for this year, but I thought that we were going to re-examine the legacy of Jon Stewart and some of the complaints from people who have worked with him in the past. That did not happen. Uh, I thought there was going to be a renewed interest in the conspiracy theories around Marilyn Monroe's death. I thought the comeback of Mel Gibson would become a bigger issue that people took. Um, did that happen this year? What do you mean? Did Mel Gibson come back this year? Well, I thought that, like, it's not that he's... He's been back. I oh, mean, he's yeah. been doing movies for a while. I thought that this year people were going to get fed up with it. And then I thought there was going to be a reframing of Elvis Presley. And I, I would say that that happened because that movie came out, the Baz Luhrmann one, and there were a lot of people on Twitter talking about some of the horrible stuff he's done. And also talking about how he maybe died from being constipated for too long. There were a lot of jokes made about that. So, you know, I'm going to count that one. Um, this one I also got correct. I said that the role of the monarchy in the UK would be debated a little bit more fiercely than in previous years. And I think that that has happened with the death of Queen Elizabeth and also all the stuff with um, Harry and Meghan that came out this year. Um, I said Lena Dunham will say something stupid. Uh, that that did happen. She always does. And I thought that actually this year she might kind of get out of it without having some sort of controversy. But then she tweeted something about how when she dies, she wants her body... Um, like, when they're, when a famous person, a big famous person dies, and they they have the, um, the motorcade, like yeah. that, she said that she wanted that through a gay pride parade. She said, when I go out, I want my casket to be driven through the NYC pride parade with a plaque that reads, she wasn't for everyone, but she was for us. Who can arrange? That's a dumb thing to say. <laughs> Especially when you're Lena Dunham. Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's not like, she's not thought of as like a gay icon. I mean, there are other people like, you know, um, like Judy Garland wasn't gay, but she's like a gay icon. She would be someone that you could say that like she wasn't for everyone, but she was for us yeah. as like the queer community. The queer community is not like in love with Lena Dunham. Really, no one is. And I'm... I'm impressed by her her confidence and her her ability to believe that way more people still like her than actually do. Then I had a collection of miscellaneous miscellaneous miscellaneous. Why not why not say the C in there? I don't know. Do you say this? I don't why not? If there's an S and a C next to each other, why wouldn't they make different noises? I don't know. I think they should. I, I didn't think you... I thought it was miscellaneous, but you're... I don't know what it is, but I think that... pretty well for... The well, but day. miscellaneous just... It sounds fine. Yeah? Okay. So I had a miscellaneous category here. I did not get any of these right either. Uh, well, actually... So when I said Donald Trump will have a failed business venture, and I think his foray into NFTs doesn't seem to be going well. So I'm going to count that. 
They sold out. Did they? They did. Oh, god damn. Alright, <laughs> fine. Never mind. And I said Zack Stone is going to be famous. We'll spawn multiple viral sounds on TikTok. I really thought, like, with the popularity of Inside and the fact that Zack Stone is going to be famous went on to Netflix, I thought that there were there were a lot of there was a lot of potential with that show for some some TikTok sounds. But I think that a lot of people missed the fact that it came onto Netflix or just didn't care. But with the amount of people that love Bo Burnham. I thought that that was going to be, like, a bigger thing this year, but it, it kind of flew under the radar. Um, I said a celebrity will get rabies and die. That didn't happen. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal will wear a red scarf in public, causing an uproar. He didn't do that. Elijah Wood will be tried for murder. <laughs> nope, not yet. Um, some detrimental case of cyber hacking will take place. Not yet. But I think with Elon owning Twitter now that that's a bigger possibility in the coming year. Um, I said other celebrities will discover slash reveal mismanagement of funds from TriStar Entertainment. I think that that is still a possibility, but it's just taken so long for an actual trial from Britney's conservatorship to get going. They're still getting depositions in the probate court, so maybe eventually TriStar will meet their demise. I said Taylor Swift will come out as bisexual. She didn't do that. And I said Kylie Jenner will make an OnlyFans. She did not do that either. All right. And then, so for my new miscellaneous predictions, I said Donald Trump is going to drop out of the Republican primary and run as an independent. He has already said that he's, if he doesn't become uh, the nominee, he will run as the third party. I think he's going to drop out before they even vote. I, because the thing is, I think with, he said that he's not going to come back to Twitter, which we'll see how that works out. But his other social media sites, his other social media presence, not, not doing what his presence on Twitter used to do. And so many news organizations and like CNN and stuff and Fox News too, they have very much lessened their coverage of Donald Trump this, this round. And I think that's going to have such a huge impact on his success as a candidate. I hope he runs as a third party because it'll screw the Republican picture. Oh, because it'll split the vote? Yeah. That's possible. Um, Charlie Puth will have um, nudes leak or some sort of accidental dick reveal. So I think that it could be something where, like, maybe he's wearing loose pants one day. And then, like, he accident, like he has his hand on his thing and accidentally pulls it down too far. I don't know. Um, but I think we're going to see Charlie Puth's penis this year. Maybe he'll just show it to us. I don't know. And then Charlie Puth will not come out as gay, but he will admit that he sucked a man's dick before. Just seems like something he would do. Not because I think he seems gay. He just seems like the kind of guy who would just, like, do stuff. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Okay. Um... <laughs> I think Elon Musk is going to sell Twitter to a powerful businessman with right-wing leanings. Uh, Meghan Markle and Amber Heard will start an anti-hate campaign project together with the help from Bot Sentinel. And then I think Bot Sentinel might release a new report about the anti-Meghan the Stallion rhetoric. Possibly they might add um, a Meghan category, a Meghan the Stallion category instead of just Meghan Markle. 
to their hate tracker. And then I think a lot of people were predicting that Nick Cannon will have even more kids in the coming year. I think he's done, and I think he's going to get a vasectomy. Because I feel like, even though he clearly loves having kids, I think at some point, the reality of that, I don't know. I don't know how involved he's going to be in those kids' lives, so maybe he just won't even care. But I think at some point it's going to dawn on him that this was a bit much. He is 12 this year. A lot of whom were from separate mothers. It's too many kids. It's too many... Well, you know... Who am I to judge? But I also, I feel like having 12 kids that are at least all in like one household would be one thing. But how do you spend, how do you plan to spend all that time with that many kids that are all from separate mothers? What does he do for Christmas? Does he see all of his kids on Christmas? Like, is there a big Nick Cannon party where all of the different baby mamas come and... Does he see his kids at all? I don't know. Does he see his kids at all, period? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he visits. I don't think that he's going to be, like, that hands-on. Because at that point, it's like, how can you be that hands-on when you have 12 kids from separate mothers? I mean, some of them are with the same mom. But spreading yourself too thin here, my buddy. And that's it. Those are my predictions. I think Netflix is going to, uh, six months into the year, have some issues when they, uh, start. Oh, yeah, when they do the password thing? Yeah. Yeah. Password sharing. That's a possibility. I think that... I think they'll probably reverse it. That's what I think, too. I think... I don't know how long it's going to go on, because their numbers have been down over the last, like, year. And, yeah, a lot of people don't want to... don't want to have to pay extra to share their passwords... And there's just so many other streaming services at this point, too. Like, everyone can go to Hulu, everyone can go to Disney+, Plus. it doesn't even matter. And those platforms will let you share passwords. Yeah, the one show I was watching on Netflix is uh, losing its main actor, so... Oh, what, The Witcher? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's alright, I don't have to get these Netflix anymore. Oh, you're just not going to watch it at all? You won't watch it for Chris Hemsworth? I would if I had an account, but if you're not password sharing, then... Oh, yeah. Um, any other predictions, Jonathan? Nope. Okay. Well, that's it then. Uh, bye.